Hi, my name is John. And my name's Chris. And, and this, this is Arrow on Target. Hey, everybody! Welcome to Arrow on Target. We are your hosts. You can find us online at stayontargetpodcast.com. This week? This week, we're actually playing some catch-up, Chris. Yes. Um, I said on the, the uh, I guess, two episodes on Flash ago, uh, 2.11. Mm. Um, this is actually 4.11 for, for Arrow. Yeah. And uh, it all went wrong whenever we got sick a couple weeks ago. Or I got you sick. I got sick, and then I got you sick, yep. and then you were just sick. Yeah. And everyone was sick, and we fell behind on TV, fell behind on the, the podcast. So we are, we are fixing that by combining all three episodes into one epically large well maybe not large but like just epic episode of arrow on target so this is going to be 4.11 4.12 and 4.13 all combined into a mess of spaghetti the first episode we're talking about was called a wall that's true i had a thought just now i'm glad that we're running tandem on the uh the episode numbers this year as opposed to last year arrow and flash were off <sighs> yeah they were other. off by by one episode or was it two i feel like it was two at some points yeah it was just weird um, but yeah, so this one is called AWOL, and it de- dealt with Diggle and his brother. Yeah, I liked it a lot, man. I, uh, Diggle's brother has always, like, I like that actor, and I really like the dynamic that they have together. Yeah. Um, since we saw them, like, so in the flashbacks, I think it was last year. Yeah. Um, whenever Oliver went back to uh, uh, Starling City, mm-hmm. he like basically ran into them while they were being bodyguards somewhere. Mm-hmm. And I really liked the dynamic that they had there together and that their interplay with each other. Then this episode, like whenever he returns, I was very happy, but this episode is the first episode where we've actually seen positive interaction between them two. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, yeah, because yeah, the, well, Andy's been, um, kind of at odds with, with John. Well, he's, he's John's kept him locked up. Yeah. <laughs> like he's I mean, been in a cell. In a cell that's tiny. Yeah. And they keep, like, he was beating him up for the first couple episodes that he was around. Yeah. Like, well, wasn't he, like, punching him and, like, torturing him a yeah. little bit? Yeah, torturing him for information. <laughs> so, um, so, so terrible. Yeah, so we resolve things, you know, like, not just to jump forward too far, but we resolve things, you know, eventually he's, like, he takes him home and right. he's, like, he's getting to know Lila and, uh, and the baby. What's, what's his baby's name? Sarah. Sarah. You're oh, right. Yeah. Yes. I forgot about that. Well, how did I forget that? Well, it's because, uh, it's because Sarah is back now. Sarah's alive. That's true. So there's no need to remember her. Right. So it's yeah. So the remembrance is is a little remind bit me next weakened. Ep- next episode to uh, to bring up Sarah. I have okay. a question. Okay. Um. So this episode though does a lot with their past. I agree with you. I love their past, and uh, I wish that we had more Diggle centric episodes. We sent we tend to have like one or two every season. Yeah. Kind of. And this episode, while it was Diggle centric, it was like Diggle and brother centric. So it yeah. was it was it was very. Um, it wasn't specifically focused on Diggle necessarily. It was the Diggle brothers, right? Basically, the right. team up between the Diggle brothers, which I'm great with. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Diggle he he kind of stands in the background a lot of times and and serves as as this confidant and uh, and a, a source of wisdom a lot of times. Yeah. But I wish we would see more of him. I do too. Um, Chris, we also had a return of Amanda Waller. We did have a return of Amanda Waller. We also saw the end of Amanda Waller. Never to be returned again. Which is a shame because I feel like she's played a large role in moving a lot of plots forward in this show. She solves a lot of like she solves a lot of uh, whenever whenever we get ourselves into a between a rock and a hard place plot mm-hmm. wise, we can just always play the trump card of 
well, Amanda Waller could come in. Right. Well, and it always works because she's a wonderful character. She's a great character, but she also has this like deep history with with uh, Oliver, um, as we saw like last season, and like you know just like she knew him while he was on the island and all that kind of stuff. And so it's like, man, my theory is if you've you heard us talk on Flash, right? Spoilers for Flash that they uh, were getting or bringing in a character possibly to to uh, in the it, future get rid of a right. character. Yeah, so they're bringing in. Um, we can probably Wally. just say, yeah, yeah we're bringing, bringing in Wally. Wally West, which is uh, another version of the Flash in yeah. the comics. And so your theory was that they might be bringing in Wally West now and give him speed eventually by the end of this season so that they could get rid of Barry and make way for the Flash movie yes. in 2018? Yep. Okay. My theory is that they got rid of Amanda Waller. So because she's going to show up in Suicide Squad later this year. That's immediately the first thought that crossed my mind whenever she died. Yep. I was like, well, that makes sense. Yep. I hate it, but that makes sense. Yep. Yeah. Um, man, and that's really disappointing. It is disappointing. Very I, disappointing. I don't, I don't really like it. Yep. And whenever we get into, uh, I guess, not the next episode with the calculator, but we get into the following episode after that about uh, Nissa al Ghul and the, the Raz al Ghul situation, we can talk a little bit more about uh, some of the... The DC cinematic universe versus the television show stuff. Yeah. The next episode, we moved into a lot of Felicity-centric stuff. Yeah, with the calculator. Which, so I will say, I I was very resistant, I think, in the last episode where we talked about uh, Felicity and kind of the injury and, and uh, basically putting some parallels between her character and Oracle. Um, and I will say that this episode, it... It played really well. They like, mentioned I, that, and I really like the uh, the way that they're they're doing this um, yeah. with with her interaction with Curtis and and developing um, the challenges that she's going through and all this stuff and, and basically where she's she's rocking it out, man. And by the end of this episode, she's she's really um, taking things on, uh, yeah. and it's really nice. Like I I, I appreciate that side. That's the, always been the Felicity that I like mm-hmm. from season one, mm-hmm. um, and sh- the the writers kind of lost their way with Felicity at some point in season two or three. I can't remember exactly which one. Mm-hmm. And then now it seems like we've been back this whole season. So I was kind of worried that we were going to take a step back with with the the development uh, of, of her injury. And so now it seems like that's not the case. She's still an awesome rock and felicity, and it's going to be great. So. Yeah, she has her new code name, Overwatch. Yeah. I thought it was cool. It was, it's really cool. We also saw the return of Roy, which is pretty awesome. Um, oh I love Roy. Gosh. And honestly, like... I I know, I know his contract was only for like what a year. Yeah. Um. But I wish that they could get him as a series regular again, in some way. I mean, they could find a way to bring him back into the plot. But I just like oh, him yeah. so much. Like well, he's just a great character. Even being like him being Arsenal rather than uh, I mean that's just a cool name and it's a cool character and they could do a lot with him. I also appreciated and and it reminded me a lot of uh, of how much I love his character whenever he would interact with Thea. Yeah. Um, the, the Thea Roy relationship just has me sold like from beginning to end. It's been probably, um, one of the most real relationships that we've, we've had on the show. Mm -hmm. Um, aside from Oliver and Felicity this season, like the season they've really kind of sold me on, on them as a, as a couple. Um, and even I guess the end of last season, I was I was pretty sold on them as a couple. But yeah. Roy and Thea never there was never any doubt where it right. was like, man, they are so good together, and they they play on screen. The actors just play well together. It's great. And speaking of Thea, this setup, um, the next two episodes, 
whenever she collapsed, and basically the bloodlust has gotten worse. Um, she has um, gone into basically a coma. Right. She. What is, was it? What was the? What was it that Malcolm said? He said uh, that if 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 it can't take another's life, it's going to take the host. The, host the life. life of the host. Yeah. And it makes it sound like a parasite. Such a you know? sterile way to weird. talk about it. It's like weird. The the one question I have surrounding this though is like, why is this not same thing not going to happen to Sarah Lance on Legends of Tomorrow? Well, they referenced that. Uh, they referenced that um, it was because what's his face s- solved it. They went inside of her consciousness. You remember that episode? Oh, you're right, Constantine. I yeah, forgot all Constantine. about that. Whenever Constantine came in, and that was one of my favorite episodes of the uh, yeah. show. Uh, Whenever Constantine came in, they solved a lot of that. She still has the bloodlust, yeah. but not the. Um, so she still has like the the desire to kill people, mm-hmm. but it's not to the point where it's going to hurt her or it's irresistible. Like she can still right. resist it. It's not as strong as Thea's is. Yeah, at this point. So go moving and talking about Felicity again. She encountered her father. Yeah, didn't know it was her father until the end of the episode, which is a cool reveal. Right. And then I liked um, how they kind of bridged these two episodes together with that storyline, with both storylines, you know, both the Thea storyline and and uh, Felicity storyline. That's true because we did end this episode with uh, Nissa Al Ghul approaching, and we had seen actually that was such a strange, jarring kind of thing that actually yeah. worked very well, better than the flashbacks work. Whenever we flashed to Nissa Al Ghul going to uh, to confront Katana mm-hmm. um, about the Lotus mm-hmm. serum, and that was nice. Like whenever that happened, I was like, "Is this in the past? Is it's not really in the past because you don't do the whole whoosh kind of thing that they do going into the past or whatever." Right. Um, so it was nice to have that as a as an aside versus some of the flashbacks, which we haven't talked about the flashbacks. They're largely irrelevant still. Yep. Um, haven't figured out where they all fit, fit in together. Um, yep. But anyway, I liked where that ended. And we ended with with her basically saying to Oliver, you have to kill uh, kill oh, Malcolm yeah. in order to save Thea. Right. And uh, But yeah, we ended there. We ended with the calculator. Then we opened the next episode with the conversation that Oliver has with Nyssa. And then we transitioned over to the conversation that... Uh, uh, Felicity has with her dad, mm-hmm. which is really cool. I really enjoyed the the connection that these two episodes had. Yeah, well, uh, something I liked about um, oh, man, what, what was it? Was it earlier this season or something? Whenever uh, Malcolm kept appearing out of nowhere, or oh, was yeah. that last season? Uh, <laughs> I don't remember. Like Batman esque. Yeah, where, but where, Nissa did that. You know, yeah. like in the hospital, You're just like what in the world? Why is Nissa here? <laughs> uh, anyway, <laughs> uh, just kind of keeps. I, I love the way that that just happens. Um, but yeah, so like, so let's let's start moving into the next episode then. Okay. All right, so we're moving into um, what was that one called? Sins of the Father. Moved from Unchained was episode twelve to Sins of the Father, yep. which actually like you know the name of the the episode kind of holds some significance to both plot lines. To both I guess. plot lines, yeah. So Felicity wants to reconnect with her father. Um, she kind of consults her mother and says, you know, is there a chance that he could be you know have good intentions? She says no. Uh, we still don't really know what his motivations are, right? But we know that he wanted to steal Palmer Technologies tech. He, yeah, he left some kind of device that would steal the tech and um, transmit it back to him. So Felicity turns him into the police. I mean, I wish she had told him what that she had found out what he was doing though. Like, or, or do you think he knew because he couldn't access it anymore? I'm sure he knew, and that's why he was there. 
Yeah. There's, I mean, because there's no reason for him to bring her any other gifts ah. and potentially have something smuggled inside of that gift that she can bring everywhere with Or her. just a sweet talker, you know. Right. Or, yeah, or just, just get another chance. Because he doesn't know that she stuff. specifically found it. Right. You know. Um, maybe he just thought, oh, well, there's just something blocking it or something. And I yeah. need to retrieve my device or whatever. Or maybe Curtis found it or something. Right. So... I do respect that there was this awesome interaction between uh, Felicity and her mom, where her mom is usually this bubbly personality, and all of a sudden, mm. whenever she brings up that her dad was, in t- she immediately just switches, mm-hmm. and it's like, no, this is a serious matter. It's there is nothing that's fun about this, mm-hmm. and stay away. She basically said, I, you know, I've been through this before, right? And so, yeah, I mean, and so I, you know, we didn't trust him off the bat, but we find out you really can't trust him. She puts him in prison. A similar situation happens with Malcolm. Yeah. Um, basically oh, with a, the same thing where he stabs them all in the mm-hmm. back. And oh, I mean, this is request. Oh. Like, and I, I loved just the kind of back and forth and kind of figuring out what the best possible solution is in this episode. Because, you know, at first it's like, well, Nissa wants Oliver to kill Malcolm. So, yeah. well, he's not going to do that. So he's like, well, like, what if he just gives up his ring and you become right. league? leader of League of Assassins. She's like, okay, that's fine. I, I like how she was, she had the foresight to say, like, <laughs> someone's gonna die, man. Like, she, I mean, she, I kept thinking, like, why is she saying this? Because, like, if it works out, then no one has to die. But she's like, someone's gonna die. I just hope it's not Thea, you know? Like, yeah. I hope it's not your sister because someone's gonna die. I think, like, yeah. Nissa anticipated something like this happening. Well, and we also have her telling him numerous times, she says, I, this isn't going to work. The only reason I'm doing this is because he's my husband, basically, which right. is hilarious. <laughs> yes. I love that in the, the eyes of the league and the eyes of Nissa, and Oliver is still married to Nissa, yeah. you know, that they're still husband and wife, that they're, that wasn't, they don't consider it like a farce of a, of a forced marriage. Well, or you see like, you know, how much they value people's word and right. oaths. And- right. You know, bonds. And so it was like, well, you're just my husband. So <laughs> I have to trust you, you know, kind of thing. Or she, I think she, she put some stock in the fact that, that Oliver won't um, betray her, you right. know, because of the same thing, you know. Right. Um, and so, so there's that kind of like situation. And then they kind of change it into uh, what do they change it into? So he goes to Malcolm. Malcolm says, um, oh, yeah, I, I, need, need I need proof. So they, they get go, proof. They get proof, but then. The, the stakes kind of change because um, uh, Laurel is with Nissa now. She has Laurel captive, basically. Um, yeah. And, and then things change again whenever, you know, like, I love, I, what, the one thing I did love was whenever Malcolm saw that it worked, it was just like immediate. He's like, what do I need to do? Where is she? But in the back of his mind, he's like, I'm not going to do it. I'm going to take this from her rather than I'm going to, like, Give it to her demands, dude. It doesn't make any sense. This dude is just insane. But he's a bad guy. Like we, the thing I do like about this episode, like in terms of who Malcolm is and his character, is Oliver. Several times, like he knows he's a bad dude, and and they reminded us like how much of a bad dude he is. He's killed millions of people, and he would have killed his daughter just to keep power. Exactly, just to keep. This this twisted sense of power where he has uh, control over things in the world, well, which is what he was trying to get all along from from the uh, from season one. He's just been trying to manipulate things behind the scenes to yeah. get to create a better world, and so he has this ultimate power and an ultimate platform in which to do that, and he won't give it up. It's just ridiculously twisted. Yeah, like he um, he. I don't think he would have let. He wouldn't have seen it as him killing. No, 
his daughter. He well, would have seen it as just this, either the situation or Nissa's fault that she just didn't give over the solution right. um, f- for why um, why Thea would die. And so, well, I guess in 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 reality, he, he and Nissa would share the blame on that, right? Um, and Laurel was one hundred percent right in everything that she said to Nissa in this whole thing, um, which is why at the end of the episode. Nissa disbands the League of Assassins, um, basically destroys the mantle of uh, Ra's al Ghul, Ra's mm-hmm. al Ghul, and psh, just it, it's all gone now, yeah. Chris. So we talked about earlier why I think they got rid of Amanda Waller. We would bring this up, yeah. I th- I think the reason they got rid of Ra's al Ghul, and not only just Ra's al Ghul, but the League of Assassins, and just like any hope of there ever being Ra's al Ghul in this series again, mm-hmm. is because he will show up in some way in the cinematic universe, either in he'll be referenced in Batman versus Superman or he'll show up in suicide squad. Like maybe they're fighting the league. Yeah. We don't know who the bad guy is of that yet. Right. So I honestly think they got rid of him. Like it just felt felt super convenient. I mean, yeah, it fit with a storyline and, and I loved how like Nissa was like, I'm not going to be the person my father built me to be basically. Like I always hated him and I'm still operating underneath the same terms that he forced me to operate underneath. Right. It makes perfect sense, and it makes sense under under that. But I also think a good reason to dismantle them is because we've already been there, done that, mm. and with them yeah. lingering around, it it introduces this wild card of like, well, if Malcolm, like if Thea is in danger, Malcolm's always going to come with the League of Assassins and come save her. So right. whenever at the end of this episode we're facing off against Damian Dark, we would have this unbeatable tr- force of league of assassins yeah we would basically there the stakes wouldn't be nearly as high right um he's so far he stayed out of it because he doesn't want to you know get against damian dark right and i guess to this point we've only had like two or three maybe four scenes uh with damian dark and malcolm interacting including one in this episode at the end of this episode yeah i mean they knew each other right you know we've, we've established that but they, I think they've only had like two or three interactions, um, like actual in the same room interactions. And who was Malcolm bringing back? I forgot who he was bringing back at some point. Mm. Remember earlier this season, he took somebody's ashes. Oh well, he took uh, Vandal Savage's ashes. Right. We so, never saw that happen. No, but it will happen. Okay. I mean, it's gonna happen. Yeah. yeah. So. Uh, yeah. Or it so, did happen. I don't know. I, I agree. You know, like with the with this with the um, with the league gone, they can no longer come in and swoop in to clean up everything. Right. Um, so it puts the pressure on Team Arrow in the interaction and the the face off against yeah. Damian Dark. I also though like you know they um, referenced Nissa whenever she um, was telling Oliver and his crew that she dismissed the league. She looks at Merlin and says. Much like my father dismissed you. Well, we all saw how, how good that worked. And so I think that this will create a lot of like vigilante kind of people who used to be a part of the league that don't have anything to do that maybe yeah. have aspirations for power that they'll have to uh, to clean up and face later. Possibly. But like I mean, Merlin, you know. Would you rather have that situation? You're saying that we have like a scattered no, anthill not, kind, of a, kind of a thing. I'm not saying I carry the way. I'm, I'm saying I think that that's just might be a, a result of this. True. Um, yeah, it could bring in more uh, potential characters and, and heroes and villains from yeah. the DC universe to the the world of Flash and Arrow, which is a good thing. Um, It'd be interesting to see, like, okay, next season, do they spend time, you know, like dealing with the remnants of the League of Assassins? Well, and what's interesting is because we've had the League of Assassins and we've had Malcolm Merlin, who was a student of the League of Assassins, mm-hmm. 
from the get-go. He was the big bad in season one. So we've been basically dealing with League of Assassins cleanup the entire series. Yeah. Other than this season, we're dealing with Damian Dark, but we still had this lingering thing. So you wonder if the the whole five-season uh, plan maybe something next season. They already know where they're going to go. I think whenever they uh, did into season two, they said whenever they sat down and mapped out the show, they had the first five seasons mapped out. Yeah. Um, and I would imagine that's just like the big arcs, that sort of thing. Yeah. But you wonder maybe this is a catalyst for something happening in season in season five. Um, but you might be very well right where they're getting them out of the way to allow the cinematic universe to use them. That's That would be unfortunate, and it will, again, make me continuously think, <laughs> are they doing this because of the cinematic universe? What's yeah. going on? I don't know. We'll, you know. We'll find out. We'll find out this uh, spring and then fall. You know, depending on what happens in Batman vs Superman and Suicide Squad. For sure, dude. For in the meantime, like they've they've super they've done a really great job of like reminding us this is why Michael Merlin's bad. Right. This is what he's done, and now he's super mad at Oliver. Which okay. (laughs) So why didn't Oliver just explain to him? Or I mean, I guess it would have gone in one ear out the other. But the reply to "Uh, "I'm gonna get you," I owe you so much more than a quick death, and he saved his life. Yeah. And simultaneously saved his daughter's life. But like Malcolm doesn't look at it that way. Like we just you know discussed. I think his ultimate ambition was always just that power. Right. And whenever he became Ra's al Ghul, like that was the pinnacle. Like that's what he had been wanting all his life. Right. And now he has nothing. Yeah. And and now uh, he's going to threaten uh, Oliver's son. Yeah. And we're going to bring that whole thing up, I mean, which was a weird thing to slide into an episode. I guess five or six uh, weeks ago. Uh, episodes ago? Oh, you mean when on The Flash. When it was during the Flash crossover. That's right. Yeah, because he lives in Central City. My goodness. So if you didn't watch the, the Flash side of that crossover, right. then it was... Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. I mean, we talked about it here, but yeah, we uh, the the crossover established, you know, he has a son. It was, a, it was the, the girl that we saw way back in season one that... Moira black or not blackmailed. Yeah, basically blackmailed. Well, she, blackmail, she bribed. She sent her. Yeah, bribed and sent her away yeah. to uh, to Central City. So I, I love how like it, it felt natural. One of our Malcolm brought up that he knew about William. You know, the, in the uh, the the first episode, Unchained or whatever. Yeah. Or no, that, that was earlier this episode. I think it was earlier this episode. And, yeah. he, and he says, he gives a, a good reason why. He says, I'm the demon head. I know everything. Yeah. <laughs> so, okay. It's like, all right. Yeah. It makes sense. You, you're the head of a, of a dark agency. <laughs> yes. Goes and does what they want. And and now, you know, like, it's, man. I mean, I would, do you think they're going to kill him? I mean, are they going to kidnap him? Probably. Oh, yeah, absolutely. This is coming coming into the, the situation. Because not only, Chris... The show loves dual drama. Yeah. And so not only does this create a reason for the action side of the show right. to do something, but it also gives a good drama mm-hmm. side between the fact that he lied to Felicity right. and uh, Fla- uh, uh, Flash. <laughs> now I'm about to call him Grant Gustin. Uh, Barry Allen told him not to lie to her, yeah. and he went and did it anyway. Yeah. And so... Yeah, yeah. I mean, he told. Well, it's because you know the only way for him to see his son was if he made a promise that he wouldn't tell anyone, even Felicity, right. about him. And so, 
I, you know, that's that's the the explanation is the way out, but it still doesn't make it any better of a situation, you know. No, and I just I hope that they don't over dramatize it and like go back to uh, what was it like season two Felicity or whatever, where she will just like fly off the handle about it. <laughs> Forgot about that. Yeah, that um, was hilarious. Always. Yeah, it was really funny. It was like, oh, what's she flying off the handle about this week? What do they have her uh, <laughs> overreacting to this time? So I, I just really hope that it doesn't step her character back to that because that would be a really hard thing. Um, and it's going to be a hard thing to see them deal with that, uh, that truth being revealed. Yeah. Um, where things stand now. I mean, things I are, know. you know, with, with Felicity's, uh, father back in the picture now and where she just imprisoned him. She had a really rough episode this episode. Yeah. And but there hasn't been know. a lot of like Felicity, all of her drama in a while. Right. And I like that. Or like, Felicity versus the team kind of drama. Yeah. Either. I'm not, you know, I like the place that they're at now where they're kind of like, you know, that he wants to get married. Oh man, that's what they oh set that up for. Oh my gosh, I forgot Dang about it. that. They set, they set <laughs> so that up. So they, oh man, they're not getting married now, John. You know, that's not going to oh happen now. Oh my gosh. She's oh, going to be upset that man. he didn't tell her. Well, I don't know if that's the case, but I feel like they're, <laughs> they're going to go to the courthouse, be about to do it. And then Oliver's going to have to leave to save his mm, son. Man, that'd be nuts too. I really feel like they're going to like, it's just going to all come crashing down all at right. the same exact time. And he's not going to be able to tell Felicity what he's doing because the promise <laughs> he made. And then he's going to get into all sorts of trouble. And then the team is going to have to swoop in and be like, dude, you should, should have told us. Think- and we're going to, save you but you should have told us do you think that we'll see well i guess so next week if it happens next week we won't see flash because he's in earth two but it'd be cool if if we saw flash since this happens in central city so he can have like an i told you so moment or something yes (laughs) (laughs) i told you not to lie to her i told you no so he can just show up i like the flash when they cross over so much fun um even if it's just a cameo i bet you that i bet you they're timing this very uh they're strategically timing this Mm -hmm. to where they'll be in central city and barry will be gone yeah. Um, I really feel like that that makes a lot of sense now that yeah. you mention it, Chris. Well, do we want to rate these three episodes? Absolutely, Chris. A wall. A wall. I will give that one a 4.5 hoods. I'm going to give that a four hoods. Okay. All right. Unchained. I will give that one a four hoods. I was going to give that a four hoods. Yep. Okay. And then this one. Which was Sins of the Father. Yes. I will give this one a five hoods probably. I'm going to give this five hoods as well. Yeah. I mean, it, it was so Great good. episode. So good. That's it for this week. You can find us every week. Well, hopefully every week here at Arrow on Target. You can find us online at Stay on Target StayOnTargetPodcast.com. It's been a long night and multiple podcasts. Lots of talking, Chris. My tongue is tied. It's just tied in a knot right now? Yeah. Show me. Uh, oh, that's disgusting, Chris. Uh-huh. <laughs> on Twitter at ChrisWright250 and John Wright 777 at Stand Target Pod. Uh, if you if you're interested, we reviewed Deadpool on yes. the main podcast this week, the movie Deadpool. That's um, right. So you should check that out on uh, StandTargetPodcast.com. Yes. Um, yeah, that's it for this week. We'll see you next time on Arrow on Target. Target.